Welcome to a live Sunday edition of Shark City Unfiltered, the official podcast of Shark City Hockey, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Alongside Neil Villapiano, I am Aaron James. And Neil, how was your vacation before we get us started in today's uh, show? How was the vacation, man? My vacation was good. Uh, it was it was a long one. I uh, got a chance to go down to Florida uh, with my girlfriend, her mom, and uh, her mom's friend. We got to go to Disney World. Had a couple of really nice days uh, down there. I think we ended up being there for like the second hottest day in the history of planet Earth, apparently, from what I was reading. But oh, it was it was a hot it was a hot day down there. But we got to go to Epcot and Magic Kingdom. That was a lot of fun. And then the week after that, I went down uh, to um, a family's uh, summer home for a week down in um, Vetner City, which is right next to Atlantic City. Um, and I got to uh, kind of refresh. Uh, regroup. I did a lot of work down there, um, as you can tell by stuff I've done for the Devil's State of Mind podcast, in which I'm the host of, also here on the Hockey Podcast Network, um, and doing some other stuff. And uh, but yeah, now I'm good. Um, you know, we had a pretty, we had a pretty, uh, pretty solid week here here in uh, New Jersey, and uh, I'm I'm excited as always to talk uh, some Sharks hockey. Well, thank you, thank you for joining me this Sunday evening. I know with the time difference, you know, it's pretty late over there. Um, I, I've been up late too, you know, doing sports things, but I know a different sport, but with the FIFA world cup going on right now, I've been yeah. following that along some awesome action. Um, can't wait for the U S uh, the next game, but you know, let's, let's get to the latest news here in sharks territory. Just when you thought you could not stop talking or just when you thought you could stop talking rather about Eric Carlson and put all the rumors to rest this summer, uh, EK 65 tells it all to the media overseas. Um, so, uh, before I, um, you know, ask for your reaction and put my thoughts on that, first, I want to say, let's put some, uh, respect on his name here. So, uh, before we begin really quick, in case you're not aware, uh, over the weekend, Eric Carlson spoke to uh, Swedish media and he confirmed he has spoken to, uh, at least four teams in the national hockey league. He is actively seeking a trade, um, why was he overseas? Well, that's where we'll put some little, you know, respect on his name before we move forward here. Uh, so Eric Carlson actually was awarded the golden puck, as it said in um, English, I believe is gold pukin in our uh, gold puckin in 2023. That's official way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but as you can see, you know, Eric Carlson's had himself quite the like last month. Um, he has a, pretty much a hat trick with hardware winning the Norris trophy in June. And uh, most recently, he was awarded the Victoria Prize. That's awarded to Sweden's best athlete by the Crown Princess Victoria every year. And then uh, most recently, Carlson became the first. Actually, matter of fact, um, <clears throat> this is the third time he's won the Golden Puck. So that makes him now the uh, player with the most Golden Pucks ever, which, by the way, is awarded to the best hockey player in Sweden. Mm. So uh, with that being said, uh, first and foremost, you know, Congratulations, Eric Carlson. I mean, you can't really like say enough. He's had himself yeah. quite the year. Um, 2023, he found himself in the All-Star game. Obviously, uh, he did it with a team that wasn't really 
doing anything in the postseason or wasn't going to do anything in the postseason. So I just want to start off with saying, you know, I know a lot of people are trying to, you know, react saying, hey, you know, let's get the trade going now or let's just get it over with sort, right. of, sort of deal. But, um, you know, he is, regardless of how you feel about him winning that Norris or not, like one of the most premier athletes in the world. I think I think it's fair to say that other than the Swedish women's um, national soccer team right now in the World Cup, uh, he's probably the most visible, talked about uh, athlete in Sweden right now. I mean, considering the phenomenal year that he had this past year with the with the Sharks team, that quite frankly was you know nowhere near at the same level as Carlson and for. For him to kind of get back to a form that we were all hoping that he would get to when, you know, the Sharks acquired him uh, back in twenty back in the uh, back in the summer of 2018, 2019. Um, and, you know, it's phenomenal. And then he's also, you know, and not only is he being recognized by the NHL world, he's being recognized by his own country. And he's really just, again, I mean, he's been doing this throughout his entire career, but really kind of you know, being a, a big, you know, a big staple in uh, Swedish hockey, which I think is really awesome. And so for him to have that, like you mentioned, you know, hat trick of awards, um, I think is is phenomenal. And in a funny way, because I know you just said, you know, it's all about the trade talk with Eric Carlson. Funny enough, it might actually, his trade value might have even increased even more with these other outside non-NHL awards that he is uh that he has won, but uh, yeah, no big congratulations to EK65. Definitely deserves it, and uh, it's not. It's, it's been nothing short of phenomenal over this last uh, twelve months. Okay, so we paid our respect. We put some respect on his name. Now let's just jump right into it. All right. Um, first and foremost, let's react to the news, and then we'll take a deeper dive into his comments. Um, a lot of fans over here on the West kind of already know how I feel, so. For a you know more refreshing uh, perspective, I'd like to hear you know what your thoughts immediately you know uh, reading this article. Oh, which by the way, pardon me, I think is worth mentioning. It was um, by Expressin, and I believe it was written. Let me just give the uh, the author here the proper uh, due and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Johansson of Expressin. He reported this over the weekend. Yeah. So. Honestly, when you read the article and you, and you just kind of go based off of what, you know, you're seeing, it, it pretty much goes along the same lines that, you know, what we've all been hearing for the last handful of months. And that is that, you know, the Sharks and, and Carlson understand where the Sharks are going. Um, Carlson, although he does love playing in San Jose, he has said nothing but great things about playing in San Jose. The react, you know, the writing is on the wall. You know, the Sharks are in officially a rebuild. There's no way to put. There's no way to sugarcoat that. It is as hard as that is for us Sharks fans to accept. It is. It is the truth, and mm-hmm. we know that Carlson has incredible value right now. And I don't think you're going to get a better offer um, in terms of what Carlson is worth. Um, you know, once the season starts and even if you get as far as the trade deadline. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at last year's trade deadline, we knew that there was a very good chance Carlson was not going to get traded just because of the contract and the situation that a lot of teams were in. just wasn't going to happen. Now that we're, you know, fully into the offseason, training camp is still, you know, many, many weeks away. 
It's a lot of time. There's a lot of more time to really think about it. And you know that Mike Greer has talked to a handful of teams. Carlson, I give him a lot of credit that he actually did confirm this because I know sometimes big name players don't want to confirm that they've you know been talking to other teams and things like that. But I think what's what's really been great is that the Sharks and Eric Carlson have really been you know side by side in this. I think Carlson wants obviously to go to a contender, but he also wants the Sharks to get fair value for him. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really kind of what's great about this. It's that Carlson is doing what he can to help the Sharks and kind of go from there. And when you look at the teams that have been reported, Pittsburgh, uh, Carolina, you talk about Seattle, you know, and, and other teams like that, there's different levels of interest for me personally when I think of what type of value the Sharks could get from those teams. It's like when you look at Pittsburgh, I know that seems like the the most likely place he would go mm-hmm. considering the situation that's in Pittsburgh, but I don't see what they would give that I feel like would be valuable enough to acquire Carlson. Carolina might be intriguing. Maybe the Hurricanes look at it like they need they need a, a top defenseman to get over the hump and really, you know, make that run to the Stanley Cup. Uh, Seattle, I got to be honest with you, is the most intriguing to me because of the fact that they're still a relatively young team. Mm-hmm. It's the time for Ronnie Francis and that Kraken team to take their first big swing at a, at a star player. You look at what they did last year, getting to game seven of the second round of the playoffs, this, that, the other thing. Or is it, or is Ronnie Francis still kind of, you know, backing off and not really interested? You know, he just re-signed uh, Vince Dunn to a pretty, you know, solid deal. Um, but I mean, if you could pair Vince Dunn at the top with Eric Carlson, I think that that's going to be a really, really intriguing, uh, really intriguing pairing. So all this comes back to, to me again, as as I've said before, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. And I think. The sooner that we can get it done, the better. Selfishly, I would not like to trade Carlson because he would obviously give fans a reason to come to the arena. I mean, there's other guys on the team, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but, you know, what he did last year and everything like that makes it intriguing. But for Carlson at this point in his career, the closest he's ever gotten to a cup is losing in the conference finals in 2017 to the Penguins. I mean, that's the closest he's ever gotten. Uh, it still stings. It still stings. But yes, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not great. But at the end of the day, I think what you're seeing here, honestly, is a very collective effort from from both parties. They want to get a deal done. They want to get fair value, and I think it's a, and I think it's going to be more on the teams that are interested to come up to the table and try to make and try to make the deal. And the tough part is a lot of these cup contending teams are right up at the salary cap. And that's kind of a tough part here. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. And I'm curious to know if Mike Greer is going to continue to stay on his stance about, I want, I don't want to retain salary. But the longer this goes, the more likely he's going to have to do that. Because mm-hmm. no team out there is going to be willing to take on that contract for that much longer with that amount of money on, on, on your cap. So, you know, it's more, again, I think it's just, Carlson talking just confirms what we've already been told for the last couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. I'm there with you. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I've said this in the past on previous episodes, you know, I'm not really seen, I'm not buying the whole ticket to Pittsburgh just because, you know, they're the oldest team in the NHL. 
Um, they're not really, and again, I don't mean this to knock, you know, Pens fans, especially being a Sharks fans, it's pretty easy to do that, right? Just like Vegas. Right. But, um, you know, the prospects pool isn't that promising um, in terms of like what we what we should be getting back in return for uh, a, a player of Eric Carlson's caliber. Um, for me, I'm kind of like, I, it raises an eyebrow to hear Seattle's name get dropped in there. That's for sure. Because, you know, essentially yeah. we're going to have the Norris, the, uh, the, the reigning Norris trophy um, winner could potentially be, you know, going against us. You know I mean, we might have to get, you know, past him on the blue line a couple of times right. this season, because I'll be in our division. And then uh, Toronto, I was kind of surprised to hear him uh, mention that. I don't know if that's just more so uh, acknowledging that they're in a talks, because if I'm not mistaken, um, not too long ago, like supposedly they were out of the running, but I could, yeah. I could also see him, you know, going up there. I don't know how they make it work cap wise. I'm pretty sure they, they'd be creative, but I could see him going up there and trying to help that franchise, you know, um, get rid of that uh, cup drought that they're in right now currently. And I think that I was going to say really quickly, the biggest thing with Toronto is this, what is the situation William Nylander? Because mm-hmm. here's why, if you are, if you're, if you don't feel confident that you can get a long-term deal done, with William Nylander. He ha- in my opinion personally for Eric Carlson, he has to be in that deal. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any question to me personally, I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, without because with the te- you know, William Nylander has the ability to be your top scoring winger. There's no quite to me, there's no doubt in my mind. And obviously it would be tough for Nylander to come from a Toronto team that has constantly been, you know, making the playoffs, granted, not getting out of the first round until this past year, but still getting into the playoffs. To a team that is rebuilding, but he may look at that as a fresh start, an opportunity to really take that next step as a, you know, as as a star player and ultimately get paid because the Sharks are going to eventually have the money, especially getting Eric Carlson's contract of the books to pay William Nylander what he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I do think with Toronto, I mean, I think it's fair to say that with Toronto, a lot of the times, at least over the last couple of years, that whenever there's a big name player available on the market, the Leafs are always going to be rumored to be interested and mm-hmm. going to want to swing the deal. Now, is it different with Brad Tree Living being the GM as opposed to Kyle Dubas? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. That's why I think also with Kyle Dubas being in Pittsburgh, why that rumor is so um so talked about because Kyle Dubas is a guy who will swing for a big time player like that mm-hmm. I just think arguably adding Eric Carlson to a Pittsburgh Penguins team doesn't make them a cup contender they have a lot more glaring holes on that team like you mentioned oldest team in the league adding him to Carolina that makes sense to me they already have a lot of offense they do mm-hmm. need some more off offense on the back end and Eric Carlson brings that but again we're talking about it from the Sharks perspective who gives us the best deal to me, it's either Seattle, just going off the teams that have been rumored, Seattle, mm-hmm. or it's got to be Toronto starting with William Nylander. That's Absolutely. the way I look at it right now. I mean, I could be dreaming big here, okay? I could be dreaming really big here. Um, but And I know he's just fresh off of signing a deal for one year, uh, $3.55 million. But and, and this is pure speculation, okay? I'm just throwing something out there, you know? But, like, I wouldn't mind seeing Ilya Samsonov come along with William Nylander. I really would not mind seeing that deal because San Jose, exactly, exactly. And I don't mean to put any, you know, disrespect on Blackwood or on Capo Kakinen or E2 McAdamiemi. You totally put disrespect on <laughs> somebody who watched, who watched them for several years in New Jersey. It's totally okay. Nobody will, nobody will criticize you whatsoever. I'm just thinking, you know, because there's going to have to be some, you know, um, big contracts part of this movement 
whoever um you know whoever or wherever he goes and yeah. i i know one of the um the roadblocks reportedly is supposedly is supposedly the amount of uh, salary retained that's kind of like where the the yeah. conversation maybe is growing still personally i i don't see why 20% retain is 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 a bad deal i mean you're getting again as we said this world class uh athlete at like 9 million a year i think that yeah. would work i think that would work uh, but you know, I'm not a GM. I'm not a GM at all, um, and I won't even begin to understand. I won't begin. I won't even pretend to begin to understand how they would um, work that salary cap. You know what I'm saying? And maybe even bring another team involved. But um, yeah. that's just pure reaction. Let's let's um, actually, you know, let's, let's take a quick break if you don't mind. Let's take a quick break, yeah. and then when we come back, let's just kind of dive into some of the things that he said, and we'll react to that. So. Um, sure. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Where you are reacting to Eric Carlson confirming trade talks. Uh, over the weekend. I'm Aaron James. That is Neil Villadiano. We'll be right back here on Shark City Unfiltered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charles Town Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Often required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash Baseball Terms. Like Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe before him and now Pavelski, Eric Carlson wants to win the Stanley Cup and he's not seen it happen with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, what's up, everybody who may be joining us late? I'm Aaron James alongside Neil Villabiano. We are reacting to Eric Carlson's bombshell of an interview overseas, essentially um, putting to rest the rumors and now confirming that uh, he wants to f- essentially not finish his uh, contract deal in San Jose. Um, so speaking of that, we're going to jump into some of the things that he said now. Um, we shared a reaction earlier. Uh, so Eric Carlson wants to win the Stanley Cup as I mentioned, and um, he is quoted as saying, I have been open that I want to try and win, and San Jose have been open that I that it will not happen there. Uh, we have a good relationship and understand each other, even if it's not a fun situation to get through. We'll see if we can find something because then we'll uh, go for it. Yeah. So according according to uh, Eric Carlson, apparently he's been going back and forth and talks with uh, Mike Greer. Uh, he says he likes him as a person and as a GM and that um, – you know, he acknowledges that this experience is new for both of them, right? Because Eric Carlson has only been traded once before in his career. And yeah. I'll, let's, let's just be honest. And I'm just going to, I want to say this, all right? It is what it is. Um, the Eric Carlson situation, that trade with Ottawa, that was like one really bad breakup for him. At least that's how it felt like. Um, I don't know why YouTube is putting this in my feed now. I, I can't, you know, this algorithm, but uh, Sportsnet, they gave a, they had an interview with him following the trade. And uh, you could just tell. And if I'm mistaken, he even said in this interview that, um, you know, his heart is essentially in Ottawa. That's where he wants to uh, retire. That's where he wants to, you know, especially, you know, be set up at holidays in Sweden. Uh, so with that being said, um, the reason I mentioned all that is 
one one of the one of the things I took out of that video was he didn't really appreciate the way it went down, um, you know, with Otto and the organization. So um, I, I like to see that he's working with Mike Greer because again, he is a first year GM, and this is going to be one of the biggest trades outside of Brett Burns and Timo Meyer, if not the biggest, uh, for Mike Greer. So, um, moving on really quick, um, he says, I just want to put his his actual words. Uh, so they've been hearing back and forth from my girl. So we heard two or three weeks ago, we have a good relationship. I like him as a person, a GM. This is a new experience for both of us, but we have an open and honest dialogue throughout. And it's important for everyone to move forward in the future. You know, that's the type of dialogue that says like, you know, it's obviously written on the walls, walls but uh, yeah. he's being actively shot. But I, I, I like it. You know what I mean? Um, my girl's had an open door policy. And um, a lot of people say certain things about players coming and leaving. But uh, quite frankly, I just see it as Mike Greer being, uh, you know, not just a, a man of the organization, but a man of his players, a man of the people and stuff. So, yeah, no question um, no about it. And, and I think that I think, you know, you, you got to give Carlson a lot of credit. You know, he's not he's not going to sit here and try to sugarcoat it and try to make it seem like that right now. The Sharks are ready to take a, a major step towards, you know, getting back to a team that can compete for Stanley Cup. Um, you know, he's being honest and he says, look, I, I've loved my time in San Jose. I've really appreciated all the people that I've worked with, uh, you know, the players I've played with, Mike Greer, you know, being his GM. But, you know, I need to be given an opportunity to go somewhere where a team is much closer to winning the Stanley Cup and maybe that he's the missing piece, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when any time a big name player like Carlson comes on the market, of course, teams are going to be interested. Who wouldn't be interested? It's all about making it work. It's all about, you know, it, it, have to, it has to be a balance of Mike Greer being okay with probably having to retain some form of salary. There just isn't any possibility that he can just get the entire contract off the books. If he somehow did that, the reality is, is that the value of the deal is going to go down. That's mm-hmm. the other problem, is that most likely he's not going to get as much as he wants. The more that he retains, the more likely he might actually get a decent amount of assets in return. I personally would like to see him not go down the same road that he went with Timo Meyer. Now, I have the very interesting perspective of the fact that I'm a fan of both of these teams, and I cover both of these teams. <laughs> and, I, and I will say this as honestly as I can be. I don't feel that the Sharks got enough for Timo Meyer. I don't personally think. Maybe they would have gotten more if they had done a sign-and-trade. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Maybe yeah, Zillard's a really good player, really scrappy player. We got, you know, the, the Sharks got a second, uh, another pick which they turned into, um, you know, musty. And that was really important as well in terms of the long-term uh, mm-hmm. issue. But when you look at the rest of the pieces that the Sharks got, I think that, I think Mike Greer went for more of just quantity instead of quality. I think with Carlson, it has to be more quality instead of quantity. So if it means we only get two or three pieces back, those pieces better be super valuable. And that's why before we went to break, we were talking about potentially Toronto as an option. It's got to be with William Nylander to start. That creates quality instead of quantity. You're getting, you know what you're getting in in William Nylander. You know, you know where it's going. You know how that's going to go down. Um, with Carlson, it's just going to be about just figuring out what makes the most amount of sense. And you brought up the whole situation with Ottawa. It ended horribly. Mm-hmm. The whole situation with Mike Hoffman and his um, girlfriend or wife at the time. You know, I don't want to get into the specifics of that. Right. You right. That stuff, if you want to, it's it's not. It's not good, but that right there was kind of the beginning of the end. And then, the, you know, the senators were just in a really bad situation at that point, just kind of getting rid of everybody. You saw the amount of guys they got rid of in 
a span like that. Um, you know, yeah. and, and I think that Carlson never wanted to leave Ottawa. Um, I'm not saying he regrets being in San Jose, but, you know, he didn't want to leave Ottawa. Maybe he gets a chance to go back there at some point. I don't think the right. Senators are ready to make a move like that now, no, considering no. where they are, especially since they just got rid of Alex Debrinkit not too long ago. I don't know if they're really ready to make another big move like that. But no way. I think at some point you'll see EK65 back in Ottawa, maybe for like one, his last year or two of his career. Um, but I think right now, like I said, the biggest game plan for Mike Greer should be this, quality over quantity. That's the way I want I want them to look at it. And I think overall, whatever team it is, I think it's going to be fair for both Carlson and the Sharks. And Carlson is not necessarily saying, I want to be traded to this specific team. This isn't like Patrick Kane so desperately wanting to go to the Rangers or something like that. This is he wants to be traded to a cup contender. There's a handful of teams out there that could certainly use him. Um, and it's all about what deal can they what deal can they make? What's the best one? And put it from there. Because I think Carlson would be happy if he goes to just a cup contending team. There's no specific team he's talking about. It's going to a cup contending team. And I think that that's I think that that's what makes it easier um, for this deal to to happen down the road. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, just to add a little bit more context on my comment earlier about the whole bad breakup situation. Um, he was just speaking about how um, he was led to believe essentially that you know first there was just speculation whether or not he was going to be traded, and then he was led to believe that he was going to not be traded until he was essentially notified, "Hey, don't come to the rink." Um, I think a lot of that had to, to. I think a lot of that experience played in the type of deal that he sought after here in San Jose, and that's why he has that no, um, you know that that no movement that NMC that you know the trade clause in there. So, mm -hmm. um, long story short, is the the whole the whole uh, just behind this is you know like he seems him and Mike Greer just seem to be on the same page. They understand each other, and it's good that he, um, in my opinion. The, to hear that kind of news of uh, of his relationship with our first year general manager, uh, so let's move on really quick here. So we've there's no point to like pretty much um, name the teams we already have. It's Seattle Kraken, Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm just going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, right. <clears throat> so what he said about them, and I quote: "I've spoken with Seattle. Yes, also with uh, some with Toronto. There have been." A few more teams as well. So it sounds like, you know, the offer is on the table for a lot more. Um, in terms of Pittsburgh, he was asked if, um, I believe he was asked if he, uh, if he favored them. Or he was asked, do you want to go to a specific place, team and division? And he just said, uh, and I quote, no, I'm open in this process. I don't have a chosen destination. I just want the best chance to get to the best team. Um, and then he did confirm reports with Pittsburgh. And I quote, Yes, I have. I've talked to um, to Pittsburgh. I believe it was um, Beza talked a lot, and also Kyle Dubas. Right. Um, so moving on really quick here, so we just get into you know more of what Eric Carlson said. Um, this right here kind of like stuck out, and I think I just kind of like nailed nailed this topic. But it was a uh, goaltender Roberto Luongo. He was asked about how um, when he was traded when he couldn't be traded from Vancouver back in a. 2013 i guess he went along saying like you know had some choice words for his contract right so um <clears throat> this is what he had to say which i think is pretty interesting he says um in other words like have you ever thought that about your contract and he said our careers are short and everyone deserves what they get 
Whether take advantage of our market value, so I have no regrets. It complicates things, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. So it sounds like to me that Eric Carlson is pretty much, you know, saying like, hey, my contract is what I deserve. This is what I earn. This is the the going asking price or rate for a player of my um, <clears throat> of my skill. So, yeah. you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is for teams out there, I know they're looking at that $11.5 million contract as kind of like the make or break it in the deal. But in reality, like if, again, I just want to throw this out there. If we retain 20%, Getting Eric Carlson at $9 million is a bargain. Anyways. Especially um, with the salary cap going up, if you look mm -hmm. at it, right? You know, and Carlson still has a couple years left on that deal. But if you're getting if you're getting a guy who just won the Norris Trophy, could very well still be playing at a very high point of his career and could be the potential missing piece to a championship team, why wouldn't you make that deal? And I think that that's kind of the thing we have to look at here. And I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say that Carlson should regret signing the long-term deal with the Sharks that he did. I mean, at the end of the day, the Sharks had just gone to the conference finals the year before in his first season in San Jose, and the Sharks wanted to lock him down long-term. Nobody's going to look back and say that um, Carlson wasn't worth that money. And Eric Carlson proved that he was worth that money with the year that he had, and mm -hmm. I still think he has the ability to prove that he's worth what he's paid. And I think that that Roberto Luongo quote makes a lot of sense. At the end of the day, there's going to be guys that you're never going to get another opportunity to make that type of money. And you might as well take it when you have the opportunity to, because you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to see that type of money again. And whether or not that costs you an opportunity to be on the championship team or not, I mean, that's part of the game. Some guys get paid 10 plus million dollars and never even get to a Stanley cup final, just how it goes. But at the end of the day, they're still getting paid what they worth, what they're worth. I mean, Connor McDavid is a prime example of that as well. McDavid gets McDavid lives up to the contract that he's playing for. I've argued that he probably should be getting paid more than what he's making <laughs> right now, considering that he's created his own tier. But going back to Carlson, I mean, yeah, just you know, he he understands it. And and look, Eric Carlson also doesn't want to be one of these guys that forces the Sharks to send him to one specific team. He just he right. said it straight up. I'm not really thinking about any specific team. And, you know, we only know we only know four that have been mentioned. But there mm -hmm. are plenty others probably out there that Carlson has talked to, maybe Mike Greer has had conversations with, that we don't know. I mean, when, when Carlson was traded to San Jose, the Sharks were not mentioned really as a team that would go after Carlson until they actually did. It was kind of like a shock to even Sharks fans to say, wow, you know, Doug Wilson – you know, somehow got a trade for Eric Carlson. Like that was kind of like a big, big deal. Um, Absolutely. It was actually the biggest, it's considered the biggest trade. I know some people might want to change the first word to, to the, you know, describe this trade. There's some fans out there who are like that, but this yeah, is the course. biggest trade in franchise history um, outside of Joe Thornton. So yeah, it's a big um, trade. So I think, and Mike Greer might, very well make the second biggest trade in yeah. San Jose Sharks history, depending on what happens with Eric Carlson. But uh, I think like we mentioned before, I think it's good that both Carlson and Greer are on equal, you know, equal eye to eye. They see eye to eye. They understand what the situation is. They want to get a deal done mm -hmm. and everything like that. And I think that's, I think that's great. I think it's just going to make this whole situation that much easier to go through. So he commented on like feeling like he was in his best shape of his life when he was 22. I believe he's 33 now. So he's acknowledging that, um, you know, time is essentially what's 
the most precious for him now. Uh, so with that being said, he's fully recovered, fully revamped, had his first 82-game season in forever, his first here in San Jose. Um, I just want to end the program here because we pretty much covered the gist of everything. Um, you can obviously get the link to this um, article by following us on Twitter at Shark City Hockey. And, um, you know, you could read the whole entire transcript for yourself. But uh, I just I just got this one, and again, it's pure speculation, right? Just thinking, you know, just wondering here, uh, looking into the future. If the Sharks fail to find a suitor for Eric Carlson before the season opener, does he dress and play? I know it sounds absurd, but is it worth the risk of playing Eric Carlson when, you know, like after everything we just yeah. mentioned, um, like, is it worth the risk of, of actually, you know, putting him in a game? Wouldn't you want to send him in like mint condition to the next squad to make sure you retain that trade value? Or do you put him on another showcase to say, hey, you know, get him while he's hot? What do you think? I'm just, it's, you know, again, it's yes speculating. and no for me, actually. Um, I don't have a definitive answer on either side because you can make an argument for both. If you keep them on the shelf, you don't play them then obviously you don't worry about the risk of injury. You're getting a relatively, you're getting pretty much healthy Carlson whenever you get him. The problem is, is that mm -hmm. if we're in October and a deal is still yet to be made, the chances of the Sharks getting a better deal than what they may be getting now, it's just not going to have, it's going to be slim because then all of a sudden teams are going to be focusing on the season starting and getting going with that. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be necessarily focusing on a big time trade they might wait till till the freaking um you know trade deadline to get a deal done then because then they could say well we'll wait the sharks out and force them to take up less and then we still acquire our Carlson, and that just doesn't work for the sharks um on the other side if you do play eric carlson while there is the risk of injury you mentioned it it's another showcase because i'm sure there are prognosticators out there that are saying well, yes, Eric Carlson had a phenomenal year, Norse Trophy, great stuff. But he's 33. He had several injury-riddled seasons until now. Was this last year a fluke? Is he at this level moving forward, or is he going to regress? And I think that's kind of the question. I think people were questioning that going into last season. Is he regressing as a player? As the season went on and proved that he wasn't at least in, in last season, obviously his value went up because I'm sure his value wasn't as high last offseason that it is now. Um, and right. if he comes in and gets off to a great start like last year, then of course his value is going to be even higher. Um, but if he, you know, doesn't do as well, uh, maybe he gets hurt, you know, knock on wood, um, whether he's on the Sharks or not, yeah. whether, whether <laughs> he's on the Sharks or not, I don't want to see him get hurt, obviously. Um, Right, You know, that will decrease the value and that will make it even tougher for Mike Greer. So for me, and I know, again, mm -hmm. it was, you know, spec speculatory. Again, I would still like to hope that if you're going to get a deal done, if this is what everybody wants, we they have to get it done at some point during this offseason before training camp. So that Carlson can get, he can sit, he can have the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to a new team. That's where I'm going when training camp starts. This any other thing. It would be kind of awkward if the season started and he's still there. And not because the mm -hmm. locker room doesn't want him there. 
Pete's not slamming his fist on the table saying, I hate being here. I want to be traded. Everybody in the locker room understands what his situation is and understands where the team is. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it's, you know what, really, yeah. really quick, I want to respond to that because um, this right here is actually something that the Bay Area sports um, sports fans had kind of went through most recently. This is another sport, but uh, they did the same thing a couple of seasons back to a quarterback named Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers where essentially, you know, they're saying you're not on the team anymore and they had him like, you know, staying conditioned outside of the, you know, the rest of the squad turns out, it turns out he ends up, you know, suiting up and leading them. So uh, yeah, you know, I, that's why I was, I was asking, uh, not trying to, you know, throw any, like, you know, any stuff out there again, it's just, just pure fan reaction. But um, yeah, um, I'm excited to see. I think Eric Carlson has at least one more season to, to go all out like he just did with the sharks. Um, then again, is, is his great season, you know, just the fact that, you know, he's a big shark in a small pond, so to speak. Right. So uh, only time will tell because I mean, yeah, he won the Norris trophy, but his offensive numbers were off the chain oh, yeah. this season. So uh, with that being said, when Eric Carlson does decide to depart from San Jose uh, for sharks fans, I think the, the most, um, immediate, in my opinion, the most immediate improvement is that we finally have a defensive defenseman. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, uh, I'm just joking. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, though, um, you know, Eric Carlson, I would love to see him play on the Sharks next season. I would love to see them try to find a way to work it out, and maybe even build around him if that's the case. Um, obviously, though, the the writing's on the wall. Um, it's been confirmed that they are actively talking to teams. And uh, with that being said, you know, we'll just have to stay tuned to this EK65 saga, uh, probably for, you know, going up into, um, you know, uh, preseason here. Neil, thank you so much for your time uh, this Sunday. And I know it's getting later than East Coast. And thank you to everybody who's been watching live on Twitter, um, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, just one last thing I want to ask. doesn't require a long answer. I put my bid in last episode. I think Eric Carlson trades will go down in November of this year. What about you? What do you think? I think mid-September. I think right before training camp, I think mm-hmm. a deal is going to get done. I think that they've had, you know, they've had all of this offseason to talk. You know, we've, you know, I think everybody understands what the situation is. And as I've said before, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I think when is going to be somewhere right before training camp so that Carlson can get acclimated with a new team and go from there. So that's that's my prediction. All right. Outstanding. All right, fans. Uh if you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter after the live session, comment when do you think Eric Carlson will be moved and where do you think he'll be moved? Of course, you can follow us on social media. Don't forget to give us a like across the board at Shark City Hockey. And, of course, um, you know, catch all the episodes at SharkCityHockey.com. All right, Sharks fans, um, you all have a great rest of your uh, evening. Neil, till next, next time. Man. time.